You metal, dude! I know. Check it out. Check it out. Major I prefer the term artificial person myself. Put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to go blind. I am not a god. I will take your word for it. This is very amusing. I can't lie to you about your chances. You have my System shutting down. Painting family. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw, and with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, this time out, we've got Barry Ingram. Evening, everybody. Michael Felsher. Greetings. And Pete Lucas. Nanu, nanu. So what are we fighting about this time, Damon? Uh, This week's battle is a doozy. It is Best Robot. Uh... I love robots, you love robots, everybody loves robots. Uh, Mike, how do our fights here work? Well, as always, we have an NCAA tournament-style bracket. We pit two competitors against one another and put it to a vote. Majority wins. The panel can decide the battle any way they see fit. Uh, In this case, you can do who is shinier, who is stronger, who comes from something you like more. Uh, Whatever you want, just use Geek Logic. What's Geek Logic, Mike? Well... Every time we do this, we go to the recording, so what the hell, we'll just explain it. Geek Logic is just where you say a bunch of shit that backs up your point of view, and uh, that's pretty much it. Really? There's not going to be pre-recorded message? No, not this time. What, did you lose that too? (laughs) No, I've I've still got that. Oh! Oh. (laughs) So that's Geek Logic. That's Geek Logic. All right, let's jump right into the fights. Barry, this fight is yours. It is Wally versus Iron Giant. Well, I think uh, this is a pretty easy one for me because uh, Wally, uh, as a robot, seemed to be uh, pretty true to his programming. And the Iron Giant, I thought, was just the representation of hitting us over the head with a big uh, uh, liberal peace communist stick. And so I'm going to vote for Wally. A vote for Wally, Michael. All right, already don't like Barry. Um, I got to tell you, the uh, Iron Giant's one of my favorite animated movies of the last several years. The last great hand-drawn animated movie. Love Wally. I'm a Pixar junkie. It's hard to choose between these two, but I'm going to go with the one that hasn't gotten as much love over the years, and that would be the Iron Giant. A vote for the Iron Giant, and I would love to vote for the Iron Giant. But it's played by Vin Diesel, and that's so hard to, like, give a vote to. Don't get me wrong. The movie is fantastic. Uh, the Iron Giant is amazing. Uh, you know, you fall in love with the kid and Jennifer Aniston and all that crap. But Wally is the shit. I like Wally a lot more, so I'm going to go with Wally. Pete? Well, you know, I saw Wally. And I fell asleep during it. I thought visually it was great, but it just didn't hold me. I got to give my vote to the Iron Giant in this case. 
A vote goes to the Iron Giant. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Mike. Hmm, you know, these are both uh, both pretty solid movies, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I think uh, generally Iron Giant skews a little bit more... Uh, Adult, at least to me, than than most Pixar movies, but that might just be the the look of the animation. So you know, all things being kind of equal, I will have to throw this to a physical fight. And um, since Iron Giant is a giant, he probably could just squash Wally. Iron Giant gets the win, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Michael, this one is yours. It is Ash from Alien versus Bishop from Aliens. Yeah, this is yeah, this is fun because technically these guys are uh, they're referred to as robots, but they're artificial life forms, so they're kind of a hybrid here. But they are essentially, you know, just milk and plastic in the middle, I guess. Um, Ash was great, but Bishop was the more interesting developed character, uh, and I I like the fact that he manages to still get the job done even when he's torn in half. And it's Lance Hendrickson. And as much as I loved uh, Ian Holm and Alien, and it's, this is a hard choice, uh, it's really hard for me to vote against Lance Hendrickson in just about any situation, especially with one of his best characters. So, Bishop. Oh, vote for Bishop. Uh, I'm going the exact opposite. Ash. I love bad robots, and he was a bad one. So I'm going to go with Ash. Pete. Uh this is one of those cases where I just had to go with the original. Uh, I, I just remember it being such a surprise when I saw the movie when I was like 10 that Ash was uh, a robot. I had, didn't have a clue. Totally surprised. Um, Bishop, I don't know. I could kind of see that one coming. So I got to go with Ash as well. A vote for Ash. Mike? Yeah, this is really tough for most of the reasons that people point out. Uh, I did not see Ash coming. Uh, but Bishop is certainly more of, of a, an interesting character. He's a hero. Uh, Ash is pretty one-dimensional. Um, uh, played by a great actor, but, you know, Henriksen has a hell of a lot more geek cred. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with Bishop, just because uh, ultimately he's more he's got more geek cred behind him. A vote for Bishop. All right, it's all tied up and coming down to you, Barry. And let me remind you that Lance Hendrickson was in uh, one of the Aliens vs. Predator. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, well, Ash has got uh, a lot going for it for the reasons stated. And, and along with everyone, I was really uh, gobsmacked when, when they knocked his head off and found out that he was an alien. But uh, I'm going to have to go for Bishop in this one because of the theme of, uh, of uh, everybody distrusting him at first because knowing what happened last time and, uh, and Bishop showing that uh, he's not uh, a bad robot and, in fact, uh, does, uh, does assist uh, the humans in, uh, in, in the movie. So I'm going to make it for Bishop. A vote for Bishop. On to our next fight. Bishop moving on. It is Johnny Five, who is alive, versus Andrew Martin. And Michael's going to ridicule me for this one. Uh, I love both of these characters. I love both these movies. I am not saying they are good films. I am not saying you should go out and watch them because they aren't great films. But I love them. There's a, uh, there's a spot in my heart for them. And Johnny, 
oh, I was 12 and I loved the fuck out of Johnny Five. And then Short Circuit 2, he becomes a citizen and he's gold-plated. Oh my God, I love him even more. Andrew Martin, his story is is really, uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. He's a robot that wants to be a human and uh, he eventually gets his wish. Uh, Johnny Five is always a robot. So I'm, I'm going to go with Johnny Five here. Uh, Pete? This was one of those ones that wasn't too tough for me because um, I haven't seen the movie in 20-some-odd years. I remember seeing Short Circuit in the theater. I was in high school, had a date with a girl I really liked to take her to see it. So uh, it's got some fond memories for me. So I got to go with Johnny Five on this one. A vote for Johnny Five. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Johnny Five also. Uh, he was he was pretty cool um as a character and uh bicentennial man is bullshit fuck you mike uh barry uh i did go out and get bicentennial man and watch it uh, just uh, particularly for this fight i'm and so sorry it, yes, yeah dude sorry i uh i did find it uh somewhat um shitty than, yes yes uh, yes uh, alligator snacks i think um, mm. And Johnny Five was just uh, short circuit, and and was just a really really fun, entertaining movie. And uh, so Johnny Five is my vote. Johnny Five gets another vote. Michael, is it a clean sweep? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's such a hard choice here. But uh, yeah, Bicentennial Man is the movie that everyone accuses AI of being, but it's not. It's a sappy, cloying, sentimental piece of shit. That actually ruins really good source material. And Johnny Five was fucking awesome. In two good movies. The sequel's actually, I think, just as good. Maybe even a little bit better than the first one. I miss Johnny Five. I wish there had been more of them. So Johnny Five is alive, and he's doing a clean sweep. Johnny Five in a clean sweep. Oh, I almost want to change my vote to Andrew. Michael, I believe you're getting your wish. Aren't they doing a remake of uh, Short Circuit? They've been planning one for a while, but I haven't heard anything about it lately. But why not? Sure, at this point, let's do another one. <laughs> uh, on to our next fight uh, Pete, this one is yours It is Evil Bill and Ted Versus Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide uh, Well, actually uh, Until uh, we came up with the list I had uh, totally forgotten about Evil Bill and Evil Ted being robots um, But Marvin I never forgot about um, I've enjoyed all the incarnations The book uh, I thought the movie was Not a stellar movie, but it was entertaining uh, the TV show, the radio show. I got to go with Marvin. A uh, vote for Marvin, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Marvin also. Uh, pretty much for the same reasons that uh, that Pete said. As much as I love Bill and Ted, uh, you know, Marvin Marvin was hilarious through those books, and he actually got uh, some great satisfaction at the end. Uh, Barry. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I was uh, somewhat entertained by Evil Bill and Evil Ted, but toward the end where it got to where they were just smashing up things, they just got boring. And uh, I was, I'm was i a, I'm a big uh, Hitchhiker fan, and Marvin never did get boring, so I'm going to vote for Marvin. Another vote for Marvin. Michael? I think it's pretty obvious at this point Marvin's going to take it, and I, I, I tend to agree um, I mean, Alan Rickman voiced him in the movie. What more cred do you need than that? However, I loved Even Bill and Evil Ted because they truly relished being assholes as robots. 
they really they 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 and you know taking off their own head and dunking it and there's a basketball and crashing through walls and stuff. They took advantage of the fact that they were robots and didn't give a flying fuck about anything else. And that is kind of refreshing in a list of characters here that's full of a lot of robots with a lot of emotional and psychological and moral hang-ups. It's really nice to have a couple in there that just don't give a flying fuck. So um, I'm going to throw my uh, my vote to Evil Bill and Ted with the full knowledge that Marvin is the better of the two. Uh, vote for Evil Bill and Ted. And you're right, Marvin is the better of, two, of the two, but I, I came to Hitchhiker's Guide really, really late, as in like, I don't know, five years ago late. Like I saw the, I saw, knew the movie was coming out, so I read the books and I enjoyed them. And then I saw the movie and I enjoyed that too. Uh, Bill and Ted is a part of my childhood. I'm sorry, and Evil Bill and Ted still a part of my childhood. I love those fuckers. Uh, so I'm gonna vote for Evil Bill and Ted. But Marvin is moving on, and we are on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Bender versus Robbie the Robot. I uh, thought I thought uh, that one was mine. No, that's Mike. Oh, okay. You just let off. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, you really can't get more of a sci-fi icon than Robbie the Robot. Uh, he's a great look. He is, you know, one of one of the premier science fiction images. But uh, I absolutely love Bender. I think he is he is the robot I would want to be. Uh, vote for Bender, Barry. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to reiterate with with Mike. Uh, Robbie's got a lot going for him, mainly the fact that he can manufacture a whole lot of booze. But uh, Bender says all the things that I would like to say, except I would either get slapped or get the shit beat out of me. So I've got to vote for Bender. Another vote for Bender. Michael. Yeah, this is this is kind of bittersweet because Robbie the Robot, obviously, from Forbidden Planet, which was our choice for best sci-fi movie, if I'm not mistaken. Your choice. Uh, my choice. And, well, fuck you. You were there, too. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, Robbie's great. And, uh, yeah, he is truly iconic. But going back to what I said about Evil Bill and Ted, Bender is the only robot on this list who takes full advantage of the fact that he's a robot, has no desire to be a human whatsoever, and actually knows he's vastly superior to all humans anyway. He he lives it up, lives life to the fullest, doesn't give really a fuck about anybody else to some degree, but he still has a heart. It's He is my favorite robot on this list. I'll just come out right out and say I think he's the quintessential robot. He is uh, he's like us, but he's not us, and he wouldn't work as well if it were a human character. He is quintessentially robotic. So I Bender all the way. I'll vote for Bender. Um, yeah, no contest. It's Bender. I'm, I'm sorry. How can I vote for anybody but Bender? Bender is the shit. Bite my shiny metal ass. I'll <laughs> vote for Bender. And Pete. Curse you, Damon, because I really wanted to see both these uh, robots move on to the next round. I love Bender. I love the fact that he is that he does what he does, and I think he's definitely the more personable robot. Um, as was mentioned, Robbie the Robot is, is an iconic character, and actually my earliest memory probably on this list is my dad taking me uh, to see uh, Forbidden Planet in Southfield when they were doing a double feature. Um, so i gotta, I got to throw some love to Robbie. A vote for Robbie, but Bender is moving on. 
On to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is John Cavill from Battlestar Galactica versus Brainiac from, you know, DC Comics. Um, Brainiac has a lot going for him, uh, not the least of which is that uh, James Marsters plays him in uh, Smallville. But uh, John Cavill is, just seems to me to, to be the uh, paragon of what Cylon programming is and, and the fact that he has an agenda and is just so doggedly pursuant of destroying humans. Um, and he's just such a good character. I'm going to vote for John Cavill. Uh, vote for Cavill. Michael? You want to vote for Cavill as well. I think he's more robotic than Brainiac, technically. I guess you can make an argument that he's not, but uh, I don't know. Uh, this one I don't really have too much of a stake in. Personally, I would have liked to have seen an old-school Cylon show up on this list, but uh, that's just me. Um, but I'll go for John Cavill. A vote for John Cavallari. Uh, John Cavill. Um... John Cavallari. I, I'm just saying John Cavallari just because. Um, John Cavill is badass. He's got his plan. He's, you know, kind of a psycho. He's he's kind of crazy, but his greatest flaw is he is extremely human. Brainiac is not. Brainiac is a robot, and his only goal is to have more information. I, I got to go with Brainiac here. Pete? Again, for listeners, I was never one of those people who was into the new Battlestar Galactica, so I have to give it to Brainiac just because I couldn't give two shits about John Cavill. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Mike. Uh, you know, I think it, it's interesting that you, uh, you know, first it's questioned, you know, how exactly how robotic it is, he is. You say that he's uh, extremely robotic. And the thing that I like about Brainiac is he has survived so many incarnations, including being non-robotic, and uh, and he always just winds up a cool character. And his his whole shtick is shrinking cities and stealing them. That's pretty awesome. So you're going to go with Brainiac, and Brainiac takes the win. And we are on to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It is T- the T-800 versus... Ed 209, or ED 209. Um, this is tricky in that technically the most robotic of these two is clearly the ED 209. Um, although T-800 really is a robot underneath just with the human uh, uh, endoskeleton. But the, 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 the problem is, and I would love to vote for ED 209 because I love the image of the ED 209 for RoboCop. Uh, the ED-209 doesn't work very well. <laughs> he doesn't, uh, I mean, he he has one cool scene, and then Robot, you know, he literally gets him tipped over on his back at one point and then blown up. He's a flawed design, so he as a robot, he doesn't really work very well. He's very bulky, he can't climb stairs, and um, as much as I love him, the T-800 has managed to endure over several movies, and let's face it, uh, that image of him literally crawling after Linda Hamilton in the first movie and you realize this thing will not be stopped, uh, it still just sticks with me so well. But it uh, hurts a little bit, but T-800. Uh, vote for T-800. Uh, you stole my thunder because I, I was totally going to say, uh, can the T-800 walk up a flight of stairs? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> that, that's how he beats at 209. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or as Karen calls him, uh, erectile dysfunction 209. <laughs> So a vote for T-800 for me, uh, Pete. 
yeah, I got to go with the T800. I mean, uh, it's it's definitely a more functional robot, even if it's not as powerful. So it can actually, uh, for the reasons given, I got to go with the T800. A vote for T800. Uh, Mike? You know, uh, logically speaking, it's the T800 in, in every way. Uh, you know, but certainly it was the the main character. Uh, the uh, ED two hundred nine was just kind of a, a crappy, you know, barely functioning villain. But uh, I'm going to vote for it anyway because maybe they'll make a statue of that after they do the RoboCop statue uh, in downtown Detroit. Oh, don't let's not get started on that stupid fucking statue thing. Oh God! Again, uh, Barry, <laughs> what's your vote? <laughs> Uh, as much as I think I'd like to see a statue of ED-209 uh, in the greater Detroit area, I'm going to vote for T-800. Uh, vote for T-800, and T-800 is moving on. Uh, next up is the T-1000 versus the Gunslinger from Westworld. And um, I've never seen Westworld. I, I looked up Gunslinger. It, it seemed really cool. But uh, I'm going to go with the T-1000 because he can go liquid. Uh, Pete. This was uh, kind of a tough one. I mean, they're both uh, they're extremely similar characters. The only thing is uh, the T-1000 is what the Gunslinger would have been had it been made 30 years later, I think. Um, but, you know, there's just something uh, as cool as it was, and despite the fact that you can go liquid, there is just something really freaking scary about Yul Brynner on the warpath. I got to go with the gunslinger for this one. Uh, vote for the gunslinger, uh, Mike. I got two words for you: robot cowboy, gunslinger. <laughs> Another vote for the gunslinger, Barry. Um, I have seen Westworld several times and really enjoy it. And my favorite thing about Yul Brynner as a gunslinger was uh, its uh, homage to his character in the Magnificent Seven, and. Uh, as as neat a robot and as many things as T one thousand did, just in my heart, I'm I'm going to vote for the Gunslinger. Another vote for Gunslinger and Michael. Yeah, this is. I mean, I loved the T one thousand. He was the only way to impress me after the T eight hundred. They really did bring it up a notch. But the Gunslinger is actually he's the precursor to the T eight hundred because you can't stop the motherfucker. And Yul, that was my real, that was my first exposure to Yul Brenner. So when I went back later and saw him in The King and I, I couldn't trust the son of a bitch. I was just like, he's going to turn around, he's going to shoot everybody. I mean, you just couldn't stop him. And it was such a really cool, uh, a really cool character. And it was clearly an inspiration for the T-800. So I think we got to give him some love here. Gunslinger. Uh, vote for the Gunslinger. And the Gunslinger is moving on into the next round. And on to our next fight. Uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is Astro Boy versus Dino Mutt. Uh, this was one of those ones I was just kind of rolling over in my head. I couldn't remember who Dino Mutt was up against in the first round, but I, I just remembered I loved him as a kid, but as an adult, I mean, let's face it, he's the inspector gadget of the robot animal world. You'd it's he's a one shot joke that you just wait for each episode where he's gonna like blow up or overload. So uh, I got to give this one to Astro Boy. A vote for Astro Boy, Mike. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Dino-Mutt uh, because of two other words. Oh, well, the one of them is the same. Robot dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll vote for Dynamut. Barry? Um, I think that I will have to give some love to the animal world in the robot kingdom and vote for Dynamut. Another vote for Dynamut. Michael? Uh, for me, this particular matchup is comprised of 100% pure don't give a fuck. Uh, this Astro Boy versus Dynamut? Uh, really? Has it come to this? Um, I don't care. Um, Robot Dog. I like Robot Dog better than Astro Boy, I guess. I'll go with Dino Mutt. A vote for Dino Mutt. Um, if Brian were on this episode, he'd kill you all. Astro Boy is really fucking awesome. It's a boy robot that shoots, like, guns and lasers and shit. It's kind of sweet, but you're right. It's a robot dog. How could you not vote for Dynamut? I love that motherfucker. Dynamut gets a vote from me, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Dynamut making it into the next round. Mike, this one is yours. It is Rosie from the Jetsons versus Herbie from Fantastic Four. And, uh, Mike, do you remember what Herbie actually stands for? No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. I have absolutely no idea. I think it originally didn't stand for anything, and then it just made something up years later. Okay. Well, we're, we're, it is your fight. Um, I, I'm going to go with Herbie. Uh, he was invented because the Fantastic Four cartoon couldn't use the Human Torch because the Torch was licensed to another studio, so they just invented him because they couldn't use a character. Um, so I'm going to vote for Herbie. A uh, vote for Herbie Barry. Uh, the uh, comic books is my one area where I'm lacking in expertise or some sort of uh, uh, working knowledge a lot of the times. And Rosie from the Jetsons, from my childhood, I seem to remember her being sort of a smartass, kind of like a Bender Light. So I'm going to vote for Rosie. A uh, vote for Rosie, Michael. Uh, did, did I say that the last fight was 100% fear, don't give a fuck? I'm sorry. Uh, that would more apply to this one. Uh, I What the? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know Herbie from Fantastic Four. Ron. Something tells me I probably shouldn't. Um, and so the, for the one and only time that this will ever happen, I'm actually going to vote for Rosie from the Jetsons. A vote for <laughs> Rosie from the Jetsons. Uh, let's see. Do I do I push Rosie through so it's Dino Mutt versus Rosie, or do I give a little love to Herbie because he is kind of badass? I mean, he was built by Mister Fantastic, so he's got to be the shit, right? Um, I'm gonna go with Herbie. He, built by Mister Fantastic, gotta be the shit. Uh, it's all tied up and coming down to you there, Pete. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mike was right because uh, I looked it up, and Herbie stands for Humanoid Experimental Robot B-Type Integrated Electronics. What so, the flying fuck <laughs> is that supposed to mean? 
Why the hell would you have integrated electronics? A robot's are the electronics are already integrated. It's assumed. You don't need it in the title. So yeah, it was a it was a BS name that they gave that they came up with after they said, "Hey, we should call him Herbie." I'm sure. Uh but you know what? I got to go with Herbie because quite frankly, uh I never really liked Rosie. She was okay, but she seemed to be too much of a smart ass for a robot character for me. All right, a vote for Herbie. And Herbie makes it into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Barry, this one is yours. It is Optimus Prime versus Mechagodzilla. I had the disadvantage of coming to the Transformers late, and my association with Optimus Prime is unfortunately indelibly imprinted with Michael Bay. And I remember Mechagodzilla from watching the Saturday afternoon movies and i always thought he was a a a, a, a awesome uh, awesome monster and i'm going to vote for mechagodzilla a vote for mechagodzilla michael uh yeah and i i'm, I'm actually going to be able to say that i've been with transformers since the very beginning because i was a kid when the toys and the cartoon came up never gave much of a shit about the cartoon back then didn't like the toys very much and it certainly certainly do not care for the modern incarnations. So, and everyone, I think, at this point knows I am pretty damn well anti-Transformer. So you could have put Herbie up against Optimus Prime. and I, Well, maybe not Herbie. But uh, I am going to vote for Mechagodzilla because it's Robot Godzilla. Yeah, all right, a vote for Mechagodzilla. Not only is it Mecha, uh, Robot Godzilla, it has space titanium. Uh it is covered in space titanium, which makes him quite awesome. But I didn't cry when Mechagodzilla died. I cried when Optimus Prime died. Optimus Prime is my boy. He always will be. From, from this day till, till the day I die, I will love Optimus Prime. I'll be telling my grandchildren, if I ever have any children, that, that Optimus Prime died and I cried. And I love that motherfucker. So I'm going to go with Optimus Prime. Pete? Uh, this one actually wasn't too difficult for me, uh, unlike some of them, because uh, I actually uh, was a little bit older by the time Transformers came out, and I was more interested in girls at that point than I was in cartoons. Um, however, I loved Mechagodzilla, so Mechagodzilla wins for me. Another vote for Mechagodzilla, and Mike? I, I was actually planning on voting for Optimus Prime based just on the opening of Transformers 2 when he drives out of the back of uh, one of those big carrier planes as a truck and transforms on the way down, and I thought that was awesome. But then Michael said, Robot Godzilla. And, yeah, I got to go with that. I mean, that's better than a robot dog or a robot cowboy. All right. Mechagodzilla gets another point, and Mechagodzilla moves on into the next round. And uh, we've got another fight coming up with another Transformer, Michael. This one is yours. It is Megatron versus Gort. Gort. (laughs) All right. Easy as that. A vote for Gort from the day the Earth stood still. Which version? The Keanu version? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like Megatron a lot. Megatron is the shiznit. Uh, but he was not voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. He was uh, Leonard Nimoy was Galvatron. Uh, they made a new character. Uh, Megatron always kind of loses too. He's kind of a bitch. Uh, Gort is 
all kinds of awesome. So I'm going to go with Gort. Uh, Pete. This one is actually pretty easy for me uh, because uh, I personally think that this should have been the best sci-fi movie ever. I love The Day the Earth Stood Still for many, 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 many moons. Um, and Gort is just awesome. He's You can't defeat him. Not only that, he gets his master, takes him back to the ship, and resurrects him. I want a robot who brings me back from the dead. I want Gort. Another vote for Gort. Uh, you know, Pete, I got to say, that was when you said, well, this one's relatively easy. I'm like, oh, I wonder where he's going to go. And then when you said, well, this was my best pick for best science fiction movie ever, it's like, well, you sure as fuck ain't talking about Transformers. <laughs> so that, that's, I like that. Thank you. All right. Uh, vote for Gort. Barry. Clatu uh, Barada, vote for Gort. And Mike. Is yeah. it a clean sweep? Yeah, unanimous. It's Gort. All Gort all day long. Gort is moving on. On to our next fight. Uh, this one is Data versus David from AI. Hmm. Star Trek versus creepy kid who never blinks throughout the movie. Never. At least an unintentional blink. It's really creepy. Go back and watch it. He doesn't blink. Um... I like Data a lot, but I like David more. There's something kind of sad about David. Data achieves his goal. David never really does. So I'm going to go with David. Pete? Uh, you know, I tried to make it through AI, and I, I just couldn't. Um, I thought it was uh, kind of boring, actually. So I got to go with Data. A vote for Dizada. Mike? You know, I uh, I loved AI, and um, certainly individually, it's probably better than just about any Star Trek episode, or at least a large number of them. But you know, Data if if Data did not exist, I don't think Next Generation would have survived. Uh, pretty much would have only had Picard. I don't think that would have been enough. So if it wasn't for Data, we would not have Star Trek today. So I'll vote for Data. A vote for Data. Barry? My uh, Star Trek cred uh, would absolutely scream at me to vote for Data. But um, much as I didn't see, um, what was that, the Bicentennial Man until I saw the brackets, I never saw AI until I saw the brackets. And what an opposite it was. I watched AI twice back-to-back. I really, really thought it didn't get the credit that it should have deserved just for just for how it just rings you out emotionally there. Um, so I think I'm going to give uh, Michael the hard job of picking the winner and vote for David. A vote for David, and it is all tied up and coming down to you there, Michael. I have been an... Uh, 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 a promoter of AI ever since I saw it in the theater. It got bashed left and right by a lot of people and misunderstood by a lot of people. Um, and I think Haley Joel Osment's performance in this is amazing because he's cute at times, but there's always something off about the kid. Um, and there's, uh, there is a, an inherent sadness and, and an inherent creepiness to the character. It's a very, and it really touches on the whole, he wants to be loved, but he's a robot, so people don't accept him. Uh, it's a brilliant film. It's one of my, and I think it's one of those films that in 20 years they're going to look back and say, how did we not like this? Uh, it, it is, uh, and I would vote for David 
in any of these. I mean, he would. I would want to see him go almost all the way to the end. And even though I like the movie more, and I would be more inclined to a character like David than Data these days, I cannot overlook what Brent Spiner did with that character over the series and the movies, the impact that he had, and the the, the transformation and the, the maturity of that character over the years. I think it would be a mistake to just dismiss that in the first round. I, I can't bring myself to do that as much as I love AI. And I'm so glad to hear other people are, are behind that movie too. So, uh, no, uh, I gotta, I gotta at least put data through at least one more round. It would be unfair to not have him go one more. So data. And data takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Sonny from iRobot versus Roy Batty from Blade Runner. You know, iRobot was one of those movies that I actually, I know a lot of people didn't like it and because uh, it's a typical uh, Will Smith craptastic movie. Um, and it was nothing at all like the book. Of course, I wasn't expecting it to be, but I love the book. Um, but you have basically what is a huge special effect versus Rutger frickin' Hauer. Of course it's Roy Batty. A vote for Roy Batty. Mike? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to agree. I know the, the issue will come up uh, as to whether or not he qualifies as a robot. Um, in my definition, and a lot of definition of robots, I think he, he does. And uh, he, yeah, in addition to being Rutger Hauer, he's, he's this crazy, bleach-haired, uh, insanely strong poet that's uh that just wants to live and destroy a vote for roy barry i uh am going to vote for uh roy batty too the uh way that uh rucker howard played him i just incredibly was just so sad at the end and and the fact that he could take somebody who had at his heart such a such a nefarious an evil mission to kill and to the end to make you feel sorry for him. I, I just think that's a, a great character and was a great, was a great performance and a great movie. I'm going to vote for Roy Batty. Another vote for Roy Batty, Michael. I'm sorry to see so many people voting for Roy Batty here. Cause I think that's a big mistake. Um, Roy Batty is not a robot. He is not a robot in any way, shape or form. He is a genetically engineered human. He is essentially, you know, just a stronger human with a shorter lifespan. He bleeds. He feels pain. He has a skeleton. He has blood. He, he is a human being. There's nothing robotic about him. Uh, the only reason he's on this list is because we all fucking love Blade Runner. I, I love Blade Runner. I love Rucker Howard. And if it's a choice between which character do I like the most, it's no contest. Hell, Roy Batty would probably go all the way to the end if it were based on what character I liked. But he's not a robot. Uh, all these other characters are robotic in some way or certainly 100% robotic, 50% robotic, or certainly have some part of a robotic nature to them. Roy Batty is nothing more than uh, an advanced human. He's genetically designed humanity, manufactured with some synthetic parts. But he, like I said, he bleeds. He's, he's not a robot. 
And uh, I, I can't. We're, if we're going to vote for best robot, we got to we got to apply some sort of a standard of uh, of qualification here. And so um, I'm not voting for Sonny because I like Sonny more than I do Roy Batty. I'm voting for Sonny because he's a fucking robot. So Sonny, a vote for Sonny. And I don't like Blade Runner at all. And never have, probably never will. Uh, iRobot is a fun movie, and I, personally, I think Alan Tudyk does a damn good job playing Sonny. I love the character of Sonny. Uh, so I'm going to go with Sonny, but I don't believe anybody's changing their Blade Runner-loving votes. And Actually, you know what? I, 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 I have to say Michael swayed me. He makes a very valid point that Roy Batty is actually not a robot, so he should not be on the list. I would have to disagree because he is constructed and assembled. He was not born um, that he is, he is a robot that is composed of artificially created organic matter, which, uh, which should be fine. Plus, who says it has to be mechanical? The very first robots were uh, non-mechanical. Uh, Pete, are you switching? Are you staying? Uh, Where are you at? I've said my piece. I'm not going to keep going on about it. I know. Even though Mike is fucked up in the head. <laughs> yeah, but Mike also has yeah. Wikipedia in front of him, and it's uh, it states clearly that the replicants were the result of robot evolution. Yeah, of evolution. So, okay, Pete, which is it? Are you staying uh, the course? Actually, I got to go with a uh, with uh, Roy Batty because in the book, I forgot I read the book, and he was the leader of the eight androids who were actually robotic. So Roy Batty makes it through. Roy Batty on into the next round. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Vision from the Avengers versus Red Tornado from the Justice League. Uh, this actually is a, a tough fight in a kind of physical sense, but, uh, and, and just in terms of which is a, a better character, neither one can sustain a comic book for very long, but, uh, I, I really have always dug the vision, uh, and, uh, he banged the Scarlet Witch, who was a really hot human chick. Uh, yeah, yes, he did, uh, Barry? This is the contest that I must, uh, plead that I know the least about, but in my limited um, uh, limited exposure to, to comic books and what I've read, I know that I like the Marvel characters better than the DC characters, so I'm going to vote for the Vision. Uh, vote for the Vision. Michael? Uh, yes, I will also have to plead ignorance as well. I am somewhat comic book illiterate, certainly when it comes to second-tier characters, so um, don't know either of these guys very well at all. So I'm going to go with the one I think has a cooler name. Uh, so I'm going to go with Red Tornado, also because it sounds like a really great euphemism for diarrhea. <laughs> That's a horrible euphemism for diarrhea. Oh, Red Tornado. If it's red. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, yeah. I'm going, to steal, I'm going to steal another Karen line and say... That the vision was after Super Vag, and he he was designed to keep that Super Vag from actually having any real children. So I'm going to go with the vision and Pete. Uh, well, until um, I got the uh, the brackets, I had totally forgotten that the Red Tornado was a robot. 
Uh, whereas I've always known the Vision was a robot, and I've always liked the Vision, especially because he doesn't just bang, but he, isn't he married to the Scarlet Witch at one point also, yeah. I believe? Yeah. Yeah, so i got to go with the Vision. And he does. They do end up having freaky, non-robotic children uh, who are still in the Marvel Universe right now. But the Vision moving on into the next round, and we are at the final fight of the first round, and this one's a fucking doozy. It is R2-D2 versus C-3PO. Barry, this one is yours. Um, I think I'm going to qualify this by stating that I'm going to state as part of my uh, geek logic that the three Star Wars prequels do not exist in my mind. And so I'm going to go only with the uh, first uh, three films. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No, those must exist because they were so good. There were prequels made? (laughs) <laughs> when did that happen? Anyway, Barry. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, I think I've spoiled it for everybody. Now you'll have to run right out and get the uh, extended versions and, and watch them. And, and Don't and even be- joke about such a thing existing, please. I That's would funny. <laughs> but um, broken glass. But anyway, in in part of uh, reading things about uh, uh, inside the, the first Star Wars. One thing that I found really cool was whenever there was that scene um, on Tatooine where all the robots were lined up outside and uh, Owen and Luke were picking out which one, and they initially picked the uh, the red R2 unit. And there's this uh, theory somewhere that I read that R2-D2 actually uh, made the red unit break so he would get picked. And I just think that's a pretty cool idea, and, and, and i just uh, going to vote for R2. A vote for R2-D2. Michael? Yeah, it's not really close. This one really isn't that difficult for me. I mean, I, I enjoy both characters. and But at the end of the day, has, did C-3PO ever do anything that really helped anybody? Do, all three films? I mean, I can't think of anything he really did that, you know, changed the direction of the... R2-D2 saves everybody's ass at least five times. He's like the secret hero of the movies because he's always behind the scenes getting shit done when 3PO's off... You know, complaining about shit. So to me, it's not even close. R two D two all the way. A vote for R two D two. Um, everybody knows I love R two D two. I love the fuck out of R two D two. I also do love C three PO. C three PO is badass as well. I love them both equally. Um, C three PO might be a better robot. And he, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to do this to R2-D2. He is a better robot. He follows his fucking orders, he does his job, and, and and that's all he does. That's what he's there for. He is a protocol droid, and he does his fucking job. The you're, ast- backing, you're backing the conformist? I'm backing the conformist, because I know R2-D2 gets everybody into a, a big, huge adventure, but C-3PO, if people like listen to C-3PO... I know, you know, the Empire would still be, you know, around and everything would be cool for, you know, humans. I I got it. Fuck it. I'm going C-3PO. I'm voting for C-3PO. I am so sorry, R2-D2. Pete? Well, this is one of those ones where it's like, do I need somebody to get me out of a trash compactor or do I need somebody to translate for me at a cocktail party? Um, I'm sorry. C-3PO really doesn't do a lot. I mean, yeah, okay, he's the more conformist robot, which means that if C-3PO was in charge, nothing would have happened. They would have landed on the desert planet, and they would never have found Obi-Wan because they would have just stayed at the moisture farm. Uh, I got to go with R2-D2. 
uh, vote for R2-D2. And actually, something would have happened. They all would have died a horrible death at the moisture farm. Let's not forget, they were following them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike? Um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and uh, throw a vote C-3PO's way. Uh, he's shiny. <laughs> a vote for the shiny C-3PO. Oh, that's the last time C-3PO is going to get love for a while on this show. R2-D2 is moving on into the next round. Oh, you know what? I would have to, I have to, I have to say, I, I was wrong. C-3PO does do something. He does get them out of the Ewok situation, so he's good at handling teddy bears. Yes, he is. Teddy bears with uh, spikes and, and uh, staffs and things like that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Iron Giant, Bishop, uh, Jelly 5, Marvin, Bender, Brainiac, T-800, the Gunslinger, Dynalot, Herbie, Mechagodzilla, Gort, Data, Roy Bay, The Vision, and R2-D2 are all moving into the next round, and we'll be back right after this. And you totally sound like a robot. You're slugging it out in the middle of the ring! And you have a hard life to the job! And Blue Bomber's block is knocked off! His block is knocked off? Sure, but you can press it right back on again. It's just part of the action with the world's only boxing robots, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Marks. Takes two managers to handle the fighters and lots of skill to win. With these control levers, you can keep your fighters in motion to duck punches. When you press this plunger, he throws a right uppercut. Press the other plunger and there's a left jab. Lots of exciting action and fun for everyone when the world's only boxing robots battle it out. The blue bar is looking for an opening. And now it is. That's the end of round two. Just push the flying head back and you're ready for round three. Boy, this is the greatest. You bet. The world's only boxing robots. Get the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Mark. And we are back. Um, oh, wait, I wasn't ready yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't care if you're not ready. We're back. It doesn't matter. Well, not, no, I, 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 and we're starting not. Geek Cred. Yeah, if you go do something, that's fine. Uh, Barry, what's your Geek Cred? Well, I'm a big uh, love to read uh, all kinds of science fiction uh, and uh, big uh, Star Trek, Star Wars fan and, um, and uh, just uh, think robots are cool. All right. Pete? Well, I, I, I don't know what to, what to rave about myself this time. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a second generation, third generation geek, actually. Uh, love science fiction. Been reading that since I was about uh, 11. Been reading comic books since I was like five. Uh, collect action figures and original art and statues. And I guess that's about it. All right. And Michael. Michael what? Do you have any geek cred or are you just going to be Evil Mike and let's move on? Uh, I prefer to be Evil Mike and let's just move the fuck on. All right, then. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> this fight is yours there, Michael. It's Iron Giant versus Bishop. <sighs> well, difficult to say. Big fan of Iron Giant, and he is a he is a robot to the core. I mean, they don't get any more robot than him. Bishop is, you know, he's, he's an android, but he's, he's probably my favorite android on this list. Um, this is, guys, such different characters. It's really hard to, to judge. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to go with Bishop just because I, I always 
when I think of Bishop now, I think of that great scene with his animatronic half beaten up double in Alien 3, where he essentially tells Ripley, you know, if I can't be what I was, I'd rather be nothing. And I found an odd sense of poetry in that, and I really liked that, the way that character checked out. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bishop. Uh, vote for Bishop. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The Iron Giant was played by Vin Diesel. Quite possibly the best acting of his career. And does he say any words? Yes, about ten of them. I'm still going to vote for Bishop. Pete? Yeah, uh, this is one where uh, I, I still got to stick with Bishop on this one. I, I Iron Giant was great, but uh, it's Lance Henriksen. All right, another vote for Bishop. Mike? Yeah, one more for Bishop. Um, you know, Iron Giant uh, was a very entertaining movie. I like it a great deal. But uh, Aliens, uh, I think, is probably the the best of the Alien franchise. And I think it's a great franchise. I mean, that's, that's big science fiction uh, history there. All right, another vote for Bishop. Is it a clean sweep, Barry? No, I've got to throw some love for the Iron Giant. Uh, I like the fact that he was uh, pals with the hippie guy, and when I looked it up, uh, saw that it was voiced by Harry Connick Jr., so uh, I like that about the Iron Giant. All right, a vote for the Iron Giant, but Bishop is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It is Johnny Five, who is alive, versus Marvin. And um, I'm going to go with the people that they pal around with, and... Johnny Five pals around with Steve Gutenberg and a white guy who put on some tanning cream to be an Indian guy and had a horrible Indian accent. And Marvin hung out with everybody else that was kind of cool. Um, I want to go Marvin on this one. Pete? Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Uh, Johnny Five was... Uh, I mean, I loved him as a kid, but, you know, I've I've loved Marvin... Much longer, so I gotta go with Marvin. Another vote for Marvin, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, I'll have to go with Marvin. Also, he was well, like five times the age of the universe by the end because uh, of all of his time traveling. And uh, you know, who doesn't love John? It's he's happy, but I think I dig the uh, mopey, depressed android. All right, a vote for Marvin Barry. I uh, think that if I saw, I haven't seen the Short Circuit in a long time, and I think if I saw it again, I would probably, uh, even though Johnny Five is, was was a fun character and everything, I think that was probably more of a uh, uh, of, of a product of my youth. And Marvin is more of uh, books and things that I've read later on, and his uh, his attitude and his demeanor. I'm I'm going to vote for Marvin. A vote for Marvin. And Michael, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, I'm going to vote for Johnny Five only because if I had to spend any amount of serious time with either one of these characters, I would definitely choose Johnny Five because I think maybe 10 minutes with Marvin, I would blow my brains out. Um, but, uh, you know, Marvin, I do like him a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say Marvin doesn't deserve to go on, but I do want to throw a little, a little love Johnny Five's way, even though he's going to lose. Another vote for uh, a vote for Johnny Five and Marvin. Moving on, next fight is yours, Pete. It is Bender versus Brainiac. Um. Okay. No contest. I. Uh, 
while I do like uh, enjoy DC Comics, I absolutely love Futurama. I will sit there and watch it in reruns. I don't care how many times I've seen it. Um, and one of those reasons is because Bender bending Rodriguez. So I got to go with Bender. A vote for Bender. Mike. You know, I really would like to vote for Brainiac. Uh, I, I've always thought he really is the second uh best of Superman's villains. I think he's been horribly underused in the media outside of, of comics. Uh, and, uh, and you know, I'd like to just vote for the kind of lone comic book character uh, that's moving on, but not against Bender. Um, Bender takes it. Another vote for Bender. Barry. I'm a, a recent uh, convert to Futurama, and I just love, love, love Bender. He's, he's. I think if uh, if we're in a world in the near future where we can have our own robot, I think Bender would be the kind that I would want to request and hang out with. Another vote for Bender, Michael. Now, it's funny, Brainiac is, te- is is ostensibly the villain of the two, but I think Bender is more evil. I think he's capable of a lot worse than fucking Brainiac is. I mean, this is a robot when he sleeps will mumble the words, kill all the humans. I mean, there's a lot more going on with Bender than we, we've even seen yet. And that's the great thing about that character is uh, we, I don't think we've even scraped the surface of what he's capable of. Uh, so you have easy, easy choice, Bender. A vote for Bender. And, um... I'm going to make it a quick clean sweep and give my vote to Bender. And we are on to the next round, or next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is the T-800 versus the Gunslinger. Um, very, very uh, good fight here. Very similar type characters. Um, in the end, I think I'm going to have to go with the T-800. Uh, for me, uh, the Terminator movies are the, the bigger, more important, more iconic sci-fi movies. Um, Schwarzenegger is, is just such a, such an amazing, uh, huge character, uh, much more so than Joel Brenner, even though Brenner, you know, also was, uh, was kind of out there, but it's, it's Arnold, man. We, we did a whole show on him. I gotta, I gotta vote for the T-800. Uh, vote for the T-800, Barry. I like the T-800 a lot, too, and the Gunslinger has a special place in that uh, era of uh, 70s science fiction movies that I put along with Planet of the Apes, Rollerball, uh, Silent Running, and those like that. Oh, this, this, is, this is really, really hard for me. Um, they both, like, like somebody, some of you guys have pointed out, they're both similar in that they're just so doggedly pursuant to their programming and just will not, will not, will not stop. Um, I'm going to vote for the Gunslinger because I like westerns. A vote for the Gunslinger, Michael. Yeah, this is. I mean, we're looking almost like an evolutionary chart here. I mean, the Gunslinger begat the T-800. I mean, they're very, very. I don't think without the Gunslinger, I don't think the T-800 would have existed. I think that there's very clear line of influence here. Um, but what I like about the T-800 is that. It was the perfect role for Arnold Schwarzenegger at that point in his career. He couldn't have found a better role for himself. And the fact that he's terrifying and he's unstoppable, and then 
even after he's supposedly dead and Arnold Schwarzenegger leaves the picture, he's even fucking scarier. And it's just like, if you can't kill him, you know, if he's still a skeleton and you can't kill him, what the hell do you do? So, I mean, I just remember the, the impact that for, that the ending of Terminator had where you're just like, this movie may end with him killing the girl and walking off because I don't think you can stop this motherfucker. Uh, it really was an amazing uh, uh, experience. So I, I, I'm going to, with all respect due to the gunslinger, all respect due T-800 for me. A vote for T-800. And I would love to throw a vote to the Gunslinger, but fuck that. It's definitely the T-800. I'm not scared of the Gunslinger because I've never seen the movie. Uh, I was scared of the T-800 because I saw Terminator just a little too early. And <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking scary thing as like a, a nine-year-old kid going, holy shit, holy shit, oh my god. If you're scared, you can leave the room. You know, responsible parenting that my parents did. So uh, I'm going to go T-800. And Pete. Well, you know, this was one of those movies where, you know, I, when I saw Terminator, I loved Terminator. I thought Schwarzenegger did a fantastic job. And then when, when, I, when I went back and watched it as an adult, I'm like, wait a minute. The last 30 minutes, it's all special effect. It's not even Arnold anymore. Um, whereas The Gunslinger comes from that very small section of movies in the 70s, which I call sci-fi that doesn't suck. Um, I got to go with the gunslinger. A vote for the gunslinger, but the T-800 is moving on. On to our next fight. Barry, this should be a very easy one for you because it's ridiculously hard. It is Dino-Mutt versus Herbie. Jesus. Well, it's even harder because this falls into the Michael category of battle that I really don't give a fuck about. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for Dino-Mutt because that would come first in the alphabet. I'll vote for Dynamite because D comes before H. Michael? Yeah, totally. Jesus. Now this has become distilled don't give a fuck from two separate categories. So now we're dealing with concentrated don't give a fuck. Uh, come on, Jesus Christ, Dino Mutt versus Herbie. Um, I'm going to give it to Herbie because I'm actually voting for Herbie the Love Bug. Instead of Herbie from the Fantastic Four. A vote for Herbie the Love Bug. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going to go on this one. Oh, let me let me look down and go, which one has a better chance of beating either one of them? No, neither one. None of them do. <laughs> it has no, uh, yeah. I'm going to go Dynamut. Robot Dog works for me. Pete? Uh, I'm going to go with the Marvel character, Herbie. A vote for Herbie. How the fuck do we end up with it being tied up and coming down to Mike? <laughs> what a sad, sad state this is. And uh, uh, I, I do give a fuck about this. I love Herbie. He's from the Fantastic Four. That's one of my all-time favorite comic books. Herbie you have movie. never mentioned Herbie once in the entire time I have known you. <laughs> I, I love Herbie so much, I'm, I'm sending him to his doom against Mechagodzilla or Gort. <laughs> <laughs> or any other character for that matter. Uh, well, uh, apparently not the uh, Astro Boy or Dino Mutt. Apparently not. Herbie is moving on. And, Michael, this fight is yours. It is Mechagodzilla versus Gort. A uh, tough one because Mechagodzilla is Robot Godzilla. That's a pretty damn tough uh, combination. I mean, but Mechagodzilla only was in the one movie, right? Terror of Mechagodzilla. We never saw Mechagodzilla again. He was defeated. And Mechagodzilla, we saw everything Mechagodzilla was capable of. With Gort, I, you know he can do a lot more than we are ever shown. 
The fact that he just stands there is imposing enough. Sometimes it's not what you do as a robot, but what you don't do and merely imply. And Gort is implying the hell out of shit. So I got to go with Gort. Uh, vote for Gort. Um, yeah, space titanium, dude. But you're, you're right. Gort is quite badass. Um, I would love to vote for Mechagodzilla, but I'm not really that much of a Godzilla fan. Uh, I know, shocking. Uh, he never really spoke to me. Uh, I was actually more of a Gamera fan than I am a, a Godzilla fan. So I'm going to vote for Gort, because who cares if he's robot Godzilla? Pete? Okay, space titanium, but you have to remember, Gort vaporized a tank in seconds. I mean, how many frickin' tons? What does what a, t- a tank t- weigh? Five, ten tons? I don't know. But seconds. Gort. A vote for Gort. Uh, well, another vote for Gort. Mike! Uh, I love the day the Earth stood still. Um, I, I would have to agree that was at least one of my top choices for best sci-fi movie. Um, it's really the only classic 50 sci-fi movie that I, I absolutely love, and, uh, and I hated the, the new one. But in the new one, Gort was the coolest thing in there. But uh, Robot Godzilla, i got to go with Robot Godzilla. An, a vote for Mecha Godzilla and Barry. I'm going to have to throw my vote, vote to Gort here, and I thought that was uh, pretty neat what, what Michael said about having his power by just being there and, and, and intimidating the humans and, and, and showing, look, you know, this is, this is what we have. You better listen to me. And plus I was uh, pulling for how the earth stood still for the best sci-fi movie. And, uh, Gort was a reason for it. So I'm going to vote for Gort. And another vote for Gort and Gort is moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. It is data versus Roy Batty. Uh, uh, data, 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 data. I'm not going to say any more because it's fucking data. I don't like Roy Batty. Uh, so, data for me. Pete? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the book version. And uh, the, uh, the whole replicant thing was something that uh, Scott came up with. Actually, in the book, he was an android. Um, so, I'm going to stick with Batty. A vote for Batty. Uh, Mike? Yeah, um, I certainly defended uh, Batty's status as a robot. Uh, and I love Blade Runner, and I think that he, he was a great character and a great performance. But, um, yeah, Data. Star Trek. He played Sherlock Holmes. Uh, you know, the, the list the list is nearly endless. It's Data. Another vote for Data. Michael? I'm going to vote for the one that's actually a fucking robot. Data. And Barry? It's got to be Data through seven years... Brent Spiner just just never never got tired of that character. Never, just always found new new ways to to, to make him data. Uh, vote for data and uh, Pete. Uh, data moving on. Uh, Pete, uh, this one is yours. It is the Vision versus R two D two. Pete, this one is yours. Uh, yeah, as cool as R two D two is, um, he can't bang chicks. The Vision can. So the Vision. A vote for the vision, Mike. Uh, I'm pretty sure R2D2 can bang chicks. He's got all kinds of little gadgets and arms and things that come out of him. There's a there's a a very 
well-functioning uh, penis in there somewhere. But he can't feel it. He can feel it. <laughs> a vote for RTD2, Barry. Oh, God. Seeing seeing that I know very little about the vision and uh, am a big R2 fan, I'm going to vote for R2. A vote for R2-D2. Michael? Bitch, no, all I can think about is R2-D2's penis. <laughs> That's all all of us always thanks, think thanks, about. Thanks a lot, Mike. You fucking ruined R2-D2. Lucas couldn't even do that. And you, 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 oh, son of a bitch. There's a reason he's shaped like that, you know. I'm voting for the vision. <laughs> it is all tied up and coming to me. Really? Really? R2-D2 is R2-D2, goddammit. Uh, there's no way I can't vote for R2-D2. And you knew that. That's why you voted for the vision. You're like, fuck that. I'm going to vote for the vision. Yeah, fuck you. R2-D2. All day long. Actually, I hadn't really thought about that. Really, Mike actually just really turned me off to R2-D2 just then. R2-D2 fucks things in the movies. I'm not joking. He pulls out his penis, puts it into the wall, and gets things to open doors, turn off trash impactors, all kinds of stuff. That is his penis. That's well, a- I do that every day. That's why 3PO says you shouldn't talk to those computers. You don't know where they've been. He's afraid of some kind of robot STD because R2's come home with them before. R2-D2 fucks a lot of bitches. I love R2-D2. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, on to our next fight. Mike, uh, this one is yours. It is Bishop versus Marvin, and it's for a spot in the final four. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Marvin. While, uh, while I, I certainly liked... The Aliens franchise, and like Bishop, uh, he did not make an impact on me the way Marvin did. I thought he was one of the most uh, entertaining secondary characters in that book. A vote for Marvin. Barry? I'm going to vote for Bishop this time, and just the the scene, the, the scenes in Alien Aliens near the end where Bishop was crawling through that little duct and, and remote landing the ship and everything. I don't know if I've ever been more on the edge of, a, of my seat during a movie, just just well, well made and and wonderfully tense, and, and Bishop uh, Bishop is going to, is my vote. A vote for Bishop, Michael. Yeah, I'm also going to go for Bishop because I think there's more to that character than there is Marvin. I'm a late comer to Hitchhikers also as well, um, so I, I don't have quite the history with it that some other people here have. But I, I liked in Aliens how you really don't know where the character's loyalties lie for most of the picture. And you later could interpret it completely the opposite way, that he was fascinated by the alien, but at the end of the day he wasn't going to betray humanity for it. And I liked that twist. I thought Hendrickson pulled that off really, really well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Bishop. Another vote for Bishop. Um, yeah, Marvin. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Alan Rickman, Marvin. It is all tied up. Coming down to you there, Pete. Uh, well, unlike some people, I, I don't uh, particularly agree that Aliens was a better movie. Um, and I got to give my love to uh, Hitchhikers. So I got to stick with Marvin. A vote for Marvin, and Marvin is the first robot into the final four. On to our next fight. This one's a fucking doozy. It is Bender versus the T-800, and Barry... This one is yours. It is. It is really, really hard. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a recent uh, convert to Futurama. 
and I've been a Terminator fan back when when was it released in, in eighty four I think it was yeah and and just just seeing that in the theater just made me uh, just was was blew me away just as awesome as it was saying this this is this is great and and the T eight hundred for for all the reasons that you guys have said you know he was. He was way scarier as a skeleton than he was as Schwarzenegger, and just kept coming and coming, and and that I think is what a nightmare of a robot is: is something that comes to get you and comes to get you, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it, and you're you're just gonna you're just gonna die, and he's gonna kill you. T T eight hundred. A vote for the T eight hundred coming and coming and coming all over your face, Michael. Uh, yeah, and that's a very good point. I mean, T-800 is probably the quintessential robot villain on this list because he just, yeah, I mean, he's he is technology run the fuck amok. Uh, you, we've created something that we cannot kill. However, I, you know, the character, I like what they did with him in T-2 to some degree, but that was mostly Arnold Schwarzenegger just being kind of cute. It had less to do with him being a robot, and then by the time you know you get into the other movies, who cares so much? Bender, like I said, has become such a multifaceted, fa- you know, character that is so quintessentially robotic, and he's also capable of being a real badass. I wouldn't want to go up against Bender. Bender's unstoppable in his own way. Uh, he just happens to be funny, and he's going to be drinking a beer while he tries to kill you. Uh, there's just. Bender has become, for me, the quintessential robot in every single way. And uh, I, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm voting against him now. Not going to happen. Bender. Uh, vote for Bender. Um, I, too, will be voting for Bender. There is a moment in the very first episode where Bender's arms fall off. And then he puts one arm on and then the other arm on. <laughs> yeah. And they never explain how it physically worked. It was just in midair, and it was like, wait, how did he put his arms back on? It doesn't make any fr- sense. Yeah, Fry or someone points out, I was like, hey, how did you do that? Yeah, don't even worry about it. And and that's where I fell in love with Bender. From, like, what, 10, 15 minutes into the first episode? Yeah, I got to go with Bender. Uh, Pete? Uh, yeah, I got to go with Bender as well. I, if they had stopped T, uh, the the... Terminator series at two, maybe I would have thought a little stronger about them, but T3 and the other ones just kind of killed it for me. So, whereas I have not stopped loving Bender, so I got to go with Bender. Another vote for Bender and Mike. Uh, I'm going to go for the T800. Um, I I think that the Terminator movies, at least the the first one and the second one. Uh, are more than just good movies. I think they are signs of things to come. I think the robot apocalypse will be the apocalypse that takes us out. I don't think it'll be a meteor or zombies or super intelligent ape. My money's on the robot apocalypse. And uh, Terminator really is just kind of the essential symbol of that. So, T-800. Well, thanks for cheering us all the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, but it's it's not going to be the robot apocalypse. It's going to be the zombie robot apocalypse. Did you see the uh, the robot on Jeopardy? The computer on Jeopardy. Watch it. Yeah, it's that did scare begins. me too. That scared me too. I know. It's all right. We're all scared. But Bender is moving on into. I'm not scared. Final- I welcome our robot overlords. 
Jones. Okay, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Bender, moving on. Next fight is yours, Michael. Uh, don't laugh too loud. <laughs> I knew you were going to. I can't help it. Come on. I know. It's it's Herbie versus Gort. Oh, jeez. Well, I know. Oh, just, oh, let me think about this. Um I, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many things. Oh, fuck it, Gort. A vote for Gort, and I will be voting for Herbie just out of spite of Michael. Pete. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I gotta go for uh, Herbie on this one. No, of course it's Gort. <laughs> Jesus on. Christ, Pete, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that was so, the whole idea. Oh, okay, good work. Nice job. Very good. Uh, Mike. Um, I'll, I'll vote Herbie and hope that somebody else does too. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, so let's see how much of a douchebag can Barry be or not. I uh, see you just you just called him a douchebag. It's no, all no, no. Tied I up. said I did not. I did not call him one. It, he says you would be a douchebag if you voted for Herbie. That's what he's well, saying. Well, actually, um, there is a one hundred percent chance that if I were to vote for Herbie, Michael would be on the next plane down to Blackham, Louisiana, bust through my front door with an axe handle in his hand. And beat me to a pulp as I lie sleeping in my bed. He'll never get the I, axe oh. through security. <laughs> I'm, al- I'm already on orbits, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think it's got to be Gort because I, I want I want to live. <laughs> oh, vote for Gort. Come on, Pete. Well, that's good. This wasn't a nonstop flight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, I ain't switching my favorite sci-fi movie. No, I don't think so. Can't do that. And Gort is into the final. Wouldn't be fair to Mr. Carpenter. Gort even beats Spite. <laughs> <laughs> it is all... Uh, we we are down to our final spot in the final four, and it is very fitting. It comes to something we do really well here on Geek Fights. It is Star Trek versus Star Wars. It is Data versus R2-D2. And, um, yeah, R2-D2. All day long. That motherfucker is a Jedi. Yeah, uh, Barry was talking about how uh, he he magically made uh, R R five D four blow his fucking top. He used the fucking force. He uses it several times through the movie. R two D two is a Jedi Knight, and I love him for it. My vote goes to R two D two. Pete. Uh wow. You know, I know I haven't shown much love to R two D two in the past, and I'm still not going to. Data. Fucking fucking data, Mike. Um, this is really really rough. Uh, it, it it bums me out. This is probably going to be the the toughest fight uh, on on this bracket at this point. I don't even really care who comes down to the winner because this is this is tough here. And uh, I I gotta go, data. I gotta go, data. My, uh, my Star Trek love is too strong. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Barry. Um, I've got to go for Data 2 for one wonderful, wonderful scene in the uh, episode where he gets uh, kidnapped by uh, the guy that plays the one on Warehouse 13. Um, I can't remember his name right now. And at the end, when they're beaming Data away, he fires the weapon to, to oh, kill Oh, Saul Rubinek. Right, Saul Rubinek. And the, key, the character's name was Kemus Fajo. That's creepy that you know that. I remember that episode very well because he actually 
you're right. He had to make that ethical conundrum. I cannot allow this to continue. And 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 it, it deactivated. And at the end, they said there was a weapon firing, and Data said there must have been a malfunction or something like that. I I don't remember firing a weapon, and that just sent chills down my spine at the character. And I, I'm I'm a big I'm, this is not a slide against R2 because he is just a wonderful character, but. I've got to go for data. A vote for data. And Michael. Boy, you know what? Until you brought that up, I actually was leaning towards R2-D2. But, yeah, you know, sometimes I tend to focus on the negative aspects of the data characters that I don't like. You know, the quest for humanity and all that sort of thing, which I got kind of tired of and the emotion chip and that shit. But then there would be episodes like that one where it was like, wow, that's... He, and, you know, he's, he's treading some ethical lines there, and there's a, a an, in, an interesting emotional passivity, in a way, from Spiner in those performances. And it's very, very hard to, to kind of let that go. So I'm going to go with Data. I'm actually going to go with Data. And another vote for Data. And Data moves into the final four, and R2-D2 goes down. Uh, even though I don't think it changes anything, I am going to change my vote. No, you're not. I just remembered one thing. What's that? Uh, R2-D2 has been on our show. A lot. Oh, yeah, there's a conflict of interest here. There is no conflict of interest. R2-D2 should be the best robot, goddammit. But Data moves on, and we've got our final four. We've got Marvin versus Bender and Gort versus Data. And, uh, Pete, you're going to take the first fight. It is Marvin versus Bender. Uh, I, I, you know... I hate to go against Marvin, but I really cannot vote against Bender. I, like I said, I've been a fan since the beginning, and he is one of the reasons why. So I got to go to Bender. Uh, vote for Bender, Mike. <clears throat> uh, Bender was made in Mexico, and so was my granddaddy. So Bender. Uh, <laughs> vote for Bender, Barry. Um. I haven't seen all of the uh, Bender episodes of Futurama, and there's just a, a, a sort of a, of, a, of a weird giddiness that that seeing what's what's to come for the Bender character, and because I like him so much, and Marvin is really really fleshed out and and made the the Hitchhiker's books fun to read, but but I've got to go with Bender. Uh, another vote for Bender. Michael. Yeah, this is uh, not even a contest for me. It's Bender all the way, baby. Another vote for Bender. And fuck all of you guys. I'm voting for Marvin out of spite. But Bender is into the finals. And, uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is Gort versus Data. What? Two different robots. Jesus. Um, I, uh, I am going to go with Data here. And and here's my reasoning. Uh, I would like to see Data move on to the final round to go up against Bender. Because there you really do have two opposite robots. Um, Data kind of embodying, uh, you know, hard work and dedication and, and being good and a love for humanity, a striving to be more human, and Bender is the complete opposite of that. In many ways, Bender represents the darkest parts of humanity 
and Data the best parts of humanity, and having them go up against each other in the finals, where I'm kind of betting we will vote for the darkest parts of humanity, <laughs> I think that's going to make a very powerful statement about this show. So, Data. Uh, vote for Data. Barry. Um, I think that uh, Gort, because it was from uh, the day the Earth was still back in the in the days of, of, of early science fiction, was everybody's what everybody feared about a robot this giant hulking thing that's just going to destroy everything and data coming along when it did when star trek was starting out and everybody and roddenberry's vision of the future of hopeful of 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 what technology can do creating this being that did so many things and 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 was just such a such a a asset to uh, to the future of, of humankind. Um, I think I've got to go with data. Another vote for data, Michael. Yeah, boy, it's hard. To, I mean, it's really hard to compare these two. But there's a good point to be made that robots throughout all of literature and movies and television and comics have very much reflected the time in which they were created. Uh, Gort was very much a product of the 1950s and the communism paranoia and the A-bomb and the just the, the fear of what we were going to, you know, the, the evil that we were rotting upon ourselves with technological advances such as that. Data represents a much more optimistic look at the future. And I, 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 I'm going with data because there's more there to explore. Gort, at the end of the day, is a particular type of robot that existed for a brief period of time, which doesn't lend itself necessarily to... I wouldn't want to see Gort 50 more times, basically. Uh, you know, he, I'm glad he's made it this far, and I'm glad he made it to the Final Four to represent his time, but uh, Data is much more of an interesting character. A vote for Data. Uh, Pete? Uh, yeah... Even though Data's already made it, I got to toss my vote behind Gord. Like I said, my favorite sci-fi movie, plus the Star Wars tie-in. I got to go with Gord all the way. Star Wars tie-in. Klaatu Barato Nick Two. Klaatu Barato Nick Two were three of Jabba's henchmen on the sail barge. I did not know that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would. I, you know what? I'm going to vote for Gord just because R2D2 isn't in the final four like he fucking should be. A vote for Gord. But Data moves on into the finals. <laughs> <laughs> and we are at our final two. It is Bender versus Data. I have not decided who takes the lead on this one. And I am going to give it to Barry. Why not? Why not? Uh, I've uh, said uh, ad nauseum what a big uh, Trek fan I am and a big Data fan I am. But the title of this fight is Best Robot, and I think that Bender is more of a robot that's true to his programming to be crass and rude and 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 kill all the humans and smoking and drinking and all those things, but that's his programming, and no, I'm going to vote for Data. Uh, vote for Data. Mike? Um, you know, I'm going to vote for Bender. In, uh, in our best animated series, uh, Futurama, 
got bumped out way too early because it was up against The Simpsons. Um, was not really able yeah. to get the love it deserved. And it, it Futurama made a great showing in the best sci-fi TV show, which I think surprised a lot of people as to uh, how how well it went up against some you know giants like the Twilight Zone, but still didn't quite make it. And uh, and I think this one. Uh, it, it's kind of like the Oscars, where you're you're kind of getting it because of all the ones you've lost in the past. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Bender because uh, Futurama, Futurama needs a win, and uh, and I think we're going to give it here. A uh, vote for Bender, Pete. Uh, basically, this contest comes down to which show I like more. Um, I love Next Gen, but. I know there's still episodes of that I haven't seen. I've probably seen all of Futurama plus the video game I bought plus, uh, you know, several more watchings. I watch it when it's on, even even if I've seen the episode. I don't care how many times. I love it. Um, so I, I gotta give my love to Bender. A uh, vote for Bender, Michael. Um. It's good that it came down to Bender and Data. I agree with what Mike said earlier. This, this is it shows the two different sides of advanced robot technology. And I mean, we're looking at Data, who is, you know, an advanced being, super strong, super intelligent, but misses feels that he's missing something and wants to be part of the people that created him. Bender doesn't have any of those hangups. Um, Bender is fine being a robot. If you made him into a human, he would fucking hate it. And he is quintessentially a robot. D- Data is more of an android. And at the end of the day, man, I fucking love Bender. I just fucking love him. In a few short years, he has become my favorite robot character. He, I knew that he was going to be the one I'd vote for throughout this whole list, no matter who you put him up against. And it ain't changing now, Bender. Uh, vote for Bender. And, um... I, I, I would love to throw love to Data, but Data beat R2-D2 when he shouldn't have. And Bender, Bender is fucking awesome. Uh, I, no, no joke, uh, Bender's big score is a great film. And the fact that he keeps traveling back in time to steal shit, I, I love him. I love him to death. I'm, I'm, I'm voting for Bender, and Bender, as he should be, is the best robot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my vote so it's a clean sweep. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna change it to Bender. I think I think he deserves the clean sweep just for, just for the times that he's made me spew my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and Bender, in a clean sweep, takes the win for best robot. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug, uh, Barry? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, peckish for some mexican food uh, michael can you help me out here <laughs> well actually barry yes i can you know there's a great uh, mexican food restaurant chain called del taco now they're not in every state so if you're listening to this it doesn't necessarily mean that you have one in your neighborhood so go to the website deltaco.com and you'll be able to find out if you can partake of their mexican goodness however um you know it's come to my attention that i have been perhaps a little bit too negative towards their competition uh, known as Taco Bell. I say too many things against them. So I would like to take this opportunity to just say 10 reasons why Del Taco is a good restaurant. Be more pro-Del Taco than anti-Taco Bell, if I may. Uh, 
Um, so here, here's how I would, uh, here's what I would like to do. Uh, number one, Del Taco's prices are considerably lower than the competition's. Number two, Del Taco's, Del Taco's taco meat contains actual beef and exceeds FDA standards. Number three, all, uh, all of Del Taco's refried beans are freshly made and not mixed in the ladies' room toilet bowls. <laughs> Number four, never once has a Del Taco building burned to the ground due to piles of dead rats catching fire on the open grill. <laughs> Number five, Del Taco's dining room chairs are not made from the bones of Asian migrant workers. <laughs> Unlike other Mexican fast food chains, Taco does not serve its meals on trays covered in child pornography. <laughs> Number six, Taco employees are kind, courteous, and knowledgeable about their product and do not vomit on their customers. Number eight, no Del Taco location has ever been fined for excessive dog feces in machines. Number nine, when using a Del Taco drive-in, you will not be electrocuted accidentally by the menu board due to faulty wiring. And number 10, with Del Taco, you can always be assured that the ranch dressing used for their salads is actually ranch dressing and not largely comprised of other substances. So please, take a time, check it out, and uh, I'd like to hear what you think. Give me your honest opinion of how you feel about Del Taco. And if you don't like them and prefer Taco Bell, quite frankly, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Uh, Pete, um, how'd you like to follow that? <laughs> uh, I, I just have to say, uh, check me out on eBay, Dion's Playground, D-I-O-N-S, Playground, all one word. All right. I'd also like to thank uh, Mania.com for having an awesome geek site. For all things Trek, look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDGeeks.tv. And a special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Uh, check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Uh, this last two weeks, she's been putting up things about Best Robot. Uh, you should go and check it out. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. Uh, you can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. Mike? You can find me on the Zod Complex podcast uh, at ZodComplex.com, although we haven't uh, done one in a while. Um, one of the reasons is uh, you can also find me on the uh, Week and Geek show, Week and Geek. Uh, we don't have a website yet, but you can find us on YouTube, uh, where uh, every week we uh, give a preview of that week's upcoming comics. Um, you can find us uh, at geekfights.net. You can email us at geekfights at gmail.com or info at geekfights.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, like, as Damon said, uh, Karen posts some uh, some pretty cool stuff and questions and, and articles and links. And you can also find us on Twitter. Damon? Uh, I, I have it says, it says C2E2 here, but as it stands right now, if you were listening right after we posted this episode, we just got off a train from Chicago, we just got back from C2E2, and it was awesome, or it sucked, I don't know which it's gonna be, but don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, and if you'd like to be on the panel, uh, just contact us, all it really takes is the ability to communicate with us in any way, shape, or form, uh, and you can join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming battles, let me look. Well, it's going to be a convention episode. It's going to be Best Superpower. And after that will be Life, the Universe, and Everything. Uh, all, any, and idea, any and all ideas are welcome. And until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night.
I am naked, by the way. This is my first uh, completely naked geek fight, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did we really want to know about that? No, you didn't. I, I've done, uh, what is it? I've done Trekcast naked before. I, I've just never done uh, geek fights naked. So Now I have to rip out my ears. Thanks, Damon. Really? Are you on I- chat roulette right now? Yes, I am. Do you see my balls? I do. Aren't they great? Uh, chat roulette. <laughs> free-floating dongs for everyone. <laughs> not, they're not all free-floating. Yeah. Some of them are tied up. Some of them yeah, that's, I'm that's, sure our teacher's on there too. Yes, he is with his robot dick and he's fucking bitches. Right yeah, you can find it. someone who painted their dick to look like R2D2. I bet you you could. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sure, like not. It's just you a matter of how many people have done that. Are you gonna Google it right now? Yes, I am. R2. Oh God. D2 dick, dick tattoo. Dick. Well, we may have to specify: is it the real pointy dick that goes in the little hole, or is it the big fat one that goes in the big socket? Yes. He's got two. Robot,